All right, Gene, are you ready to be counted in? Fuck yeah, bro. All right, ready in Hamesh, Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? With Christina P. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, what's up? Your mom is back. She's blonde ass. Blonde as fuck. It's too much. It makes me nervous. I don't want to be this blonde, but I am right now. We'll fix it next week when I'm in play. It's okay. I'm not going to freak out too much. I did it. I went. I was like, let's go platinum. Let's do it. And then I did it. And now I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not 25 years old anymore. This doesn't feel good. This feels too much. It's too much. So I'm going to dial it down. But for now, we're going to enjoy it. I'm going to be a platinum mom for a second. Atomic, atomic mom. I like it, Gene. I think this, this, mom. Look, this shade really suits you. The, the, it fucks, as they as the kids say, as it's, the L.A. It slaps. Yeah, yeah it slaps. baby. <laughs> it fucks. It fucks hard, baby. <laughs> it fucks. It slaps. But here's a problem. When I take the hair down because I cut it into a bob. I look exactly like the blow up doll that's in my chair on YMH studios. right now. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> you know who I look like? Do you remember that show cat house um, on HBO? Dennis. Of, of course I do. Okay. You know how he had oh, his favorite hoe, the Air favorite Force girl. Amy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no Air Force. Amy was crazy, but he had this, Favorite oh, yeah, that Savannah. One crazy, that one crazy lady. This is exactly her hair color and the hair length. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like that hooker in um, Cat House. Hold on, <sighs> is that her name was Savannah? I think so. Oh, Look I'm up Dennis. Cat cat, <laughs> but to Google Cat House Dennis, his girlfriend, like his main girlfriend was looked like this. Such a whore. Such a whore. Anyways, in the meantime, as you're Googling... <laughs> Yeah, right. Can you show show the girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one on the left. Because <laughs> that's kind of what my haircut looks Hell like. Hell yeah, thanks. dude. Yeah. Look at that disgusting man. God, he's so disgusting. And he really suffered the delusion that these women liked him as a person. Like if you really, if you, I really got into Cat House. This was such a great show. It's a, it's about a brothel in Vegas because it's legal in Vegas. Prostitution is, and you know, uh, he tries to spin it like it's he's doing these ladies a favor and they need him. Obviously, the way pimps do. And I mean, he's he's like, hey, this is my sweetie Savannah, and this is my sweetie Amy, and you know, Amy. Like it was just so, and he was so shiny, and he he just smelled. You can tell he smelled like cheap yeah. cologne. He always so had a cigar in his hand. Yeah, yeah, he's such a fuckwit. <laughs> Anybody with the the cigar, like and the cigar guy, like that Hugh Hefner too. Those hot. It was like this whole mystique of that older fat white guy. And the cigar, and I wear pajamas. Like you realize Hugh Hefner was like, I fuck so much that I don't even get out of my pajamas. What's the point? Like I'm fucking all day long. I'm fucking these hoes. Gotta Ugh. keep it a risk, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let me run some dates. Will you pull up my dates, Nadav, real quick yes. before we get into show? We have so much to catch up on. You know, 
I had no idea this last couple of months here would be this trying, but oh, you know what? I can't um, can't really read that far because I don't have the right glasses. But anyway, I'm coming to Columbus, Ohio. I'm doing the funny bone there and then Columbus. Oh, and then Austin. I've added the creek in the cave um, September 9th through 11th. I'm very excited about that. Oklahoma City. I go there and then after Indianapolis, Denver, Colorado, Raleigh, North Carolina, Salt Lake City, Wise Guys has been rescheduled, San Antonio, Tejas, and Orlando, and then, oh my gosh, and then I will have a surprise, I will have an announcement later on this um, year, I'm just, I'm very excited, but anyway, let's get to some personal business, I mean, look, so many changes are happening uh, with with all of us, right, Studio Jeans, let, let's start with, uh, okay, let's start with, uh, I can walk, Finally, praise Hell Allah, yeah, dude. the bitch is back. I'm so stoked. Um, my scoot scoot is officially um, in retirement and I'm working on a way. I'd like to give the scoot scoot away on the next YMH live. That's going to be my, that's right. We're going to figure out what the rules will be and how we do that. But I'd like to give it away um, to somebody who needs it. Uh, so I've done away with the scoot scoot. I've graduated to a smaller boot. If you guys, I'll show that to you right here. It's very exciting. This is oh, my. Oh, look at that! <laughs> it's so bedazzled already. <laughs> I know. It's so blinged out. It's so blinged out. It's um. So it looks like a ski. I guess this is what people who ski kind of wear. It looks like that. Just. I like got. That. I got a Bauhaus sticker up top, of course. Of Susie course. and Banshees representing on the back, and then my children decorated. So that and then now i get to walk with a cane which is kind of tight as well that's I'm looking cool as at shit it. dude it's cool as fuck right yeah what's your cane game like <laughs> you walk with that limp or what fuck yeah i walk with that limp and you know what i like too is because i'm too young to have a cane so i like when people see me and they're like that bitch has a cane like i like to think that that like people assume i was skateboarding or something like i did this doing something reckless and cool you know not falling yeah, down the stairs at 2 a.m. <laughs> you, you think that's what everyone's assuming that when they Fuck see you with yeah. the cane's like, oh, that that lady injured herself in a real cool way. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> she must be a real badass. And I'm like, that's what I am. So right now I only have um, there's the pharmacy here called Randall's. I had I just got like a Randall's cane. You just unsnap it. It's like a portable one, which is kind of good for traveling. A portable cane. It's a portable cane. If you look it up, you just you undo it. And you, you snap, snap, snap. It's so unstylish. Wait, so I need to but, get. Oh my God. But I thought all canes were kind of. Yeah, oh, like. it's that. This, hold on. Isn't this what blind people use where they, it's just collapsible <laughs> and they take it out? Do you use it to tap like where the curb starts? <laughs> <laughs> That's my next injury is like blindness. Don't even. Oh, my God. No, so it, it only goes in two pieces and then you, yeah, you snap it open. So, but I do need oh to my up God. my, it's Homie, so you horrible. Need to get this one that's a cane and a chair. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that's Homie. utility. Look at this 400 pound capacity. Like this thing, this is the move right here. <laughs> but is it as good of a cane as it should be? Like I worry about the cane. Like usually when these things are multifunctional, one function suffers. You know what I mean? Mm. Or both. And seldom do you find two high-functioning items in one. But I oh, like man. that idea. Oh, my God. This you should see. This cloth bucket seat. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. You should see the um, 
the picture of the woman on my cane package. It's it's a severely old lady, and she's like, you walk now. So embarrassing, so embarrassing. But you know, I'm I'm just glad to be walking. I'm glad to be like uh, rehabbing the damn ankle. I do I do PT. I I swim. The swimming really helps. And, you know, it's like, it's this ironic thing I've been, it's like, um, it's this whole thing of anti-fragile, right? Like I, it relates to child rearing too. It's like you, in order to get stronger and get better at anything, you have to punish yourself and work through the eye of the storm, right? Like the irony is that resting my ankle, babying it, does not make it stronger and better and more functional. In fact, it's the opposite. It's that I train it, I push through a little bit of discomfort, then I rest when I must. And then, you know, it's it's like this process of pushing and resistance and resilience. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's It's just fascinating to me how life is so much like that, you know? Like I remember my dad, um, he's an alcoholic and he <laughs> he was always defeated by life's, ongoing struggles like he always say to me like oh life is just problem after problem after problem and i'm like yeah that's that's accurate it's not that it's inaccurate but it's like are you gonna be a fucking pussy bitch about it and you're gonna be like oh life is a problem 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 are you gonna be like yeah life is a problem (laughs) it is it literally is just like okay there's that happening that happening and i'm just gonna like do my best to get through it. And it's all about the attitude, right? That you carry in every bullshit that you go through that nobody is free of bullshit. Oh yeah. Right. Either you drink and you cry every day or you drink sometimes. <laughs> you get through it and like, yep, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Like either you have a shit attitude or you don't. And like drink now, yeah. cry later, dude. Hey, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that, that is what I try and teach my kids. And um, that's when I, you know, you don't think about the, the stuff. I was reading a Camille Paglia, Paglia, Camille Paglia quote. I pronounce her name. She's a philosopher, a feminist, a whatever. It was on Instagram, so I didn't read the book or anything. But the, the quote was something to the extent of women, because of the, the women's movement, have seen children as an impediment to personal growth. The quite and and it's right. She's absolutely right. I I before I had kids was like no way, dude. Kids will ruin my life, ruin my career, ruin everything. And then you have them, and you're like, oh no, dude. It's quite the opposite. Like they really force you to hone in on what you believe, what you value, what you want to teach, and how you want to live. And it helps you reduce everything to really, really fundamental, core, awesome shit. So you don't. All this other stuff falls away, and now you're just living in this beautiful, narrow margin. You know, you're not fucking with stuff that bothers you as much, and that's just lovely. I don't know. But then again, uh, have kids in your 20s, it'll fuck up your life. Don't do that. But <laughs> I'm not saying that to have a kid at 18 is that will significantly impede your life. But I think what she's saying is for adults. So, you know, wait until you're in your late 20s, maybe. I don't know. Solid advice, Gene. Right? Okay. When you have the resources, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say establish a little bit of a career, at least get yourself, get started, have some stability. And then, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. don't start at 18, 17. That's too crazy. Try to, try to plan out having the kids. Not, yeah. Not rolling with the punches of having a kid, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, and I, I, it makes me nutty when people go, well, 
when is a good time to have a kid? Like they, it's those people that get accidentally pregnant. They go, well, when is a good, there are plenty of good times. I can tell you a million good times when you're married, when you got a home, a job, when you're stable, when your life makes sense, when you're not drinking every night, when you're not out partying and clubbing, like that's a good time. When you're ready to stay home with your kids, that's a good time. Don't, don't, that's such a lazy person's uh, logic. I mean, when is a good time? That's another one. And then, well, what is normal? What is normal? That makes me crazy too. That's another lazy person's thing. I'll tell you what's normal, okay? Not having a personality disorder, uh, being free from active addiction, meaning alcohol, drugs, um, not living a life that harms other people or yourself, being a productive member of society. That's normal. There you go, fuck faces. There you go. Objective reality check, motherfuckers. Yo, where's so. the dicks and the farts? This is some real facts you're spitting right now. What's going on here? What the fuck? <laughs> you got some shit. Let me tell you why, Any, I went on a, you know, it started with my ketamine vision quest in the ER. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a real turning point for you, huh? I, sw- I swear to God, I think maybe that's the blessing in the skies, as they say, of my injury is the ketamine that i took and the vision quest that i went on and i came to realize like oh it's i I know it's important to me now and today i got to go down and i I, you know i got to go down to my backyard and i haven't done that in in you know seven weeks so i think that's why i'm so like thankful i'm just so grateful to go and look at grass and you know see a fucking frog and you're like oh my god i mean just sad i've I feel that I, f- I feel like uh, that's super accurate because what I'm hearing is that you saw new perspective, which I imagine is uh, gets more and more difficult to see uh, as you go through life. The older mean, you see, are, even if it's literally just seeing a new shape, like I that's because uh, that's what that's what you're saying. You saw right, like those five dimensional shapes and shit. Yes, I was in the yeah. Pac-Man. I was in Pac-Man. I literally saw. I think it's Cubert the the Cubert the squares. The cubes, yeah, like I yeah, yeah. literally Q-Bert with that, the orange dude with the big nose. <sighs> but you know what uh-huh. the Cubert cubes that he jumped on? Like I could see the Lego. Like yeah, that's what I saw in my ketamine vision. Those and it, they were moving and it was like wah, wah, wah. yes, yes, but it was Hell yellow yeah, and and it was yellow and black. Ooh, I and um, yeah, Cubert wasn't in it. It was Pac Man. And um, but during those visions. I just had a, a silly, silly emotional realization. But yeah, you're right, Annie. You get trapped in a way of thinking and being and seeing and doing. And then you, you know, you got to shift your your outside or your inside. And now you guys are about to embark on a tremendous shifting of external visions. That's exactly what I was going to say. You, yeah. you, you sent us to Austin and that's literally what it did for me because I'm not a traveler. I've, I've lived in California my whole life. So that itself is new perspective for me. And it felt exactly the same. I was, I felt, not, I felt good to see trees. I'm like, everywhere in LA is gray, gray, gray. There's, the sky is gray. The <laughs> ground is gray. Your food is gray. Your life is gray. And uh, it's green out there. There's colors. There's blue skies. What, what is this? No. The best. The no. Best. And I I'm, love I'm LA. Austin. Yeah. Austin, Austin slaps, dude. Like it was my first time too. Like, going to another city with the intent of like, oh, is this going to be like the new home? 
And yeah. as I was going around Weird. town, it was really difficult to find things that I didn't like. Oh, God. Every, everything, uh, you know, fucked in Austin. Uh, fucked. As yeah, they say. everything fucked in Austin. Now, you guys said that you said that phrase here in Austin and people did not understand. They yeah, they like, they uh, they asked me like, is that so? That's a SoCal thing? Is that an LA thing? Or I'm like, no, nah, that's a that's a everywhere thing now. <laughs> LA is going all over the world, baby. Everything fucks now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so glad you guys liked it. I was so worried because we um, I know it's it is different. Like you know, then again, like I still love LA, dude. I always eight one eight till I die. Like LA is a land of opportunity. It's where the fucking hustle, the grind, the the cholos, the vatos, the fucking, I love, I, I love, like, I still love those streets, but it is different, dude. It's very rural. It's, you know, more natural. So I'm so glad you guys liked it. We went out to dinner. Um, that was like my first dinner outing in six weeks was with you guys. Yeah, you were so stoked to get out of the house. The, the <laughs> waiter was getting high off your energy. <laughs> He's like, is this chick okay? <laughs> well, I mean, in his defense, like any time you brought a dish, you're like, "Oh yeah, bitches, here it comes! Get ready to fuck your stomach up!" And it's like it's I've never seen anyone that excited for food. <laughs> I'm so happy to just to eat there. It's such a good restaurant. I mean, okay, I'll just give him a shout out to Red Ash. It is the bomb. It is the fuck. I love this restaurant. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the bone marrow. Never had <laughs> bone marrow before. What the hell is that? That right, was amazing. amazing. Even their garlic bread, you're, you're like, and any ate two baskets of garlic bread. Oh yeah, he he was he he was kind of annoyed, I think, because he was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm like, can't, so I can get another one of these, uh, just right now, because I know I'm gonna eat them. And he's like, yeah, you can, but like these are the free ones. You're gonna get like more bread with the food that like you get later. I'm like, that's cool, but like, could I get another one like now? And he's like, I, yeah. I guess I'm like you don't just, like I'm gonna eat it all right now. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the bread champ. Come on. You are. You have an amazing capacity for putting away bread, and then but you didn't stop eating, and you still ate your food on top of it. I was very impressed. Yeah. And usually, then, usually I make that mistake and I finish my whole meal in the bread. But yeah, yes, this, it was too good it. to not finish. It you pushed through, and so did Unidav, and I'm so proud of you guys. We had steak and seafood and I everything. Now, how were yeah, your dumps was, the next incredible. day? Did you take a red ash the next day? <laughs> oh, I mean, my dumps were atrocious the entire week. I'm learning <laughs> uh, Texan barbecue is a sometimes treat. You're only supposed <laughs> to have it every now and then. It's not like yeah. a, it's not a, like eat it back to back meals or back to back days. Maybe even back to back weeks is a little. Much. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I love hot fire <laughs> straight down my mouth and out my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love the barbecue so much here. And I have to actively stop myself from ordering it every day, too. I just love it. I love it. So yeah, good what, what's crazy is that, like, uh, Fuck, like we got good. recommendations of barbecue places to check out. Yeah. And, like, we go there and, like, the people, like, the locals that we checked it with, they're like, oh, yeah, that's okay. And meanwhile, yeah. it's better than any Los Angeles barbecue. Hand, we've had. Yeah. Well, L.A. is different. So let's talk about tacos. Yeah. Talks. Mm. You're not going to go. LA. LA is Mexican food capital in my mind. Uh, talk sushi, fucking amazing. You're not going to get mm -hmm. good, good luck finding better. Uh, trying to think what else. I don't know. I'd say sushi and uh, that's it. Yeah. Talks are like LA and weed. Oh, you can't yeah, weed. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. That's about it. Fuck out of <laughs> here. Yeah, we'll see. So, we'll see how the Austin weed is in due time. 
Well, we'll see. Yeah, it's not, it's not legal here, right? Um, no, 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 it is. It's I just oh, weed I, is. I, I drove by some dispensary. They got the medical marijuana thing, so I just gotta like say my back hurts again, like I did like eight years ago, and oh. you know, back in business, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Um, so good. And you guys, I, we got some recommendations from the waiter. He was for bar hopping and clubbing and going out for the youngins now, cause mom went straight home and I know you guys probably wanted to go check out the nightlife. And so the waiter graciously made us a list of places. And then he goes, well, this, this bar is an alternative lifestyle bar. And I go, oh no, these guys are straight. You mean gay? They're not gay. Yeah, you were real confident in, uh, in immediately correcting. It was like, no, 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 no gay stuff for these boys. And uh, we were all taken aback. It's like, Christina, how could you tell that our waiter wasn't alternative? <laughs> you think he, but he said alternative lifestyle. And I was like, stop it. It's gay. Like, what do you, why can't you just say gay alternative lifestyle? What is this, 1950s? Like, you can't say, you can say gay now. LGBTQIAS. Because you know what? Maybe gay is just one part of the, you know, it's a spectrum now. So it's alternative means the entire, you're going to see more than just gay stuff out there. Oh, shit. Am I being insensitive again? Did I forget somebody? It's it's entirely possible. (laughs) Damn it. Oh, I forgot to show you guys the other, the other shoe I'm wearing. So because this, my ski boot is really high, it hikes up this leg's height, right? By this much. So I get to wear, you're going to like this. You have prescription shoes now? Orthopedic shoe oh, on the other yeah, one. Dude. <laughs> those got inserts in it? Are those Yeezys? <laughs> <laughs> no, these are called ho- hokas. Someone on Instagram was like, do not wear a lift, wear a hoka. So these are these are like orthopedic shoes. Fuck me. Anyway. I love it. You got to fucking rock it. I'm going to take off the ski boots so I can think all the blood is cut off. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad you guys like it and you you, you lived your alternative lifestyle. No, yeah, we love the Austin is super alternative and we are super happy with it. Good. <laughs> We're super here for it. You're here for it. Good. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. So I'm going to have on in a few minutes, uh, we're going to have Scott Faff, Faff, P-F-A-F-F. I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but you might recognize him from the Fantasy Factory. He's Rub Deerdick's homeboy, actually his cousin, I believe, but you know, he's not part of that crew. Um, and I'm dying because I, I want to talk to him about skateboarding and you guys will, will talk to him about, um, well, he's had some funny injuries and some crazy injuries and uh, so he saw a picture of my scoot scoot online and he sent me a, a message of him on his scoot scoot. So I, w- I will share those when he comes on and um, just fascinating. I'm always so curious about skateboarders. You know me. There's something so interesting about people who take their own lives into their hands um, to essentially do ridiculous tricks on a stick with wheels. I mean, is there anything stupider, anything crazier? I love it. I fucking love it. I cannot believe people do this for fun. Um, so we'll talk to him in a moment. But first, let's catch up on some um, where my mom's oh, yeah. at business. Do we have any follow-ups? Yeah. I feel like we're, we do, Gene. We're, we're just all over the map this month. Yeah, we got uh, Yeah, here, let me start off with a couple of follow-up voicemails. Let's do that, Mommy. Let's do that. Hi, Christina. My name is Danielle. Um, I'm not a mom. I'm 24 from New York. I'm not sure if that makes me a millennial or a gen whatever. 
Um, but I think that this whole scrum-licking nonsense mm. is definitely not something that my generation does. I don't know if that's a California thing that this guys in the booth are getting this from, but I've been single in New York City for a while, and not one guy has ever asked me to do that, nor would I ever want to do that. And now I've been in a relationship for almost two years, and even just tapping him on the butt freaks him out. So I just want you to know that it's not just your generation that's grossed out by the brown. Uh, we have no interest. I think there's probably just a few kinky people out there. No shame, um, but you're not alone. Thanks for everything you do on your podcast. You're the greatest. Love you. Wow. So we have the East Coast sounding off now. Uh, Judor Titties, right? That's yeah. where she said well, she was well, from. Well, well, well. well. <laughs> Looks like we got some degenerates on the West Coast, y'all. Well, you guys are going to have to do some research and let me know if Texas is full of scrum liquors, too, or if this is just a West Coast phenomenon. Yeah, we'll get right on that research. For you. <laughs> By the way, follow up as well. Uh, I have my own personal follow up. I remember, Nadav, we were discussing whether or not I should go fully to body wash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or stick to my soap regimen. Mm-hmm. And I concluded that I don't feel comfortable washing my genitals or my armpits with the shower gel because it didn't feel effective enough, antibacterial enough. Right. Now, weird report, since our discussion, you encouraged me to use shower gel on my genitals and under my armpits, and I've been doing so. And it's okay. I have not noticed a difference in smells or in uh, hygienic quality. So I'm going to keep going with shower gel. Although a part of me, I feel, I feel like I can't let go of the soap. I may have to have one there just visually. I don't know if I can commit, you know? You know, you know what's crazy? I saw, I think on, on that episode, I was reading the comment section, and there was some lunatic that was like, no, guys, you need four different soap things. You need bar soap for your body, your armpits, and, like, whatever. Uh, or, no, sorry, you need body wash for that. You need bar soap for your genitals because you don't need a, you don't want to fuck up the pH balance or whatever That's what I was, is. Wh- yeah. And, uh, and then, like, uh, a facial scrub for just your face. It's like three or four different soaps for different parts of your body. That sounds like too much. It's, well, I have one bar for everything. Well, that's because you're a boy. And mm. men generally don't understand the distinction between facial washing soap and other soaps. Now, I do have facial soap. I have a facial scrub. Facial soap? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Did, face, that, yeah. Have face wash? I've never washed He's my a, face specifically. Wow. Oh, I'm boy. surprised you have it any. I'm very proud of you. Most men don't. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I love uh yeah, I separate all that stuff. And and I was I was actually curious why you guys didn't talk about body wash, because that's kind <laughs> of the in between between the the gel and the soap. That's the body wash. So why don't wait you a minute. body wash? Wait, what's wait, the wait a minute. body wash and gel? Yeah, yeah, the wait a minute. Gel. Yeah, hold on, Eddie. What? You're going too fast for us. <laughs> The shower gel is like, you know, it's that stuff. Like, it's, sometimes it could have those beads in huh? it, those the exfoliating and whatever. But it's like, it's and, it's it's more scenty, you know. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I have. have. Body wash is more like it has like a la- more of a lather to it, and it's like it, oh, it feels shit. more soapy, more cleany. You know, yeah, my is, brain. Yeah, Christina, I don't, I don't, this is too much for us. Yeah, me too. Because here's the thing. I think I'm using shower gel. It's from Bath and Body Works and it smells like pe- peonies. I like that smell. Yeah, but you're telling like me pe- peonies, peonies, flower. I love pe- this. It smells peonies. like peonies. Peonies. It's urine. It's bowl urine. And 
So, so you're telling me that there's shower gel and then there's, sorry, wait, what am I? The, yeah, shower, shower gel and body wash. So shower gel, like you said, it's gonna be real smelly. Like it's for it's for let, scents. Like most dudes. That's what I'm using. Okay. Uh, Here gel. we go. I'm googling the difference between these things. Although oh, they are shit. both liquid cleansers used on the body, the main difference between the two is textural. The shower it. gel has a firmer gel-like consistency. That's what I mean. While I'm, body yeah. wash is more liquid. It's more like liquid soap. However, okay. due to the formulation, body washes are more moisturizing and hydrating than shower gels. Homie, this is way too much shit. I mean, I mean, really, all you need to take <laughs> from this is that shower, uh, body wash is the way. Just, just do body wash. Body and, and, wash. And there's tons yeah. of and there's tons of good ones like, uh, uh, God, is it Oribe, I think, or Oribe? I don't know how to say that, but that's a good one. Um, but, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's the in-between that you're looking for where it feels like it's cleaning you. Yeah, that's what I need. it smells nice, and it's not that dirty, nasty fucking bar that you keep using over and over. You know? I like the nasty, dirty bar. Okay. And well, yeah, because <laughs> you, you stack them. As soon as they get too small, you stack them on top of each other, and then you get like a super make bar. make a super like bar, a, yeah. Oh, that's foul. It is oh, foul. That's foul. Why is that foul? That's not okay. What's gross about you, that? You, 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 you got mold in there and shit. It's Guaranteed. not mold. It's, no, it's made out of an mm. antibacterial substance. There, it could never be dirty. You remember when niggas were talking true. about like that <laughs> white people smell? You know what I'm saying? It's because y'all niggas be stacking bar I've, soap. I've only heard you say that. <laughs> what white people smell? Yeah, that was a thing on YMAs. What you mean? It was like it was it was. Sent all right, in. so all right, so it was that clip and you. That's the only two people I've ever heard talk about. No, a no, white that's not true. I've heard white people smell. I've heard that white people smell like wet dog. It, it's like I don't go around being like, oh Jesus, like here's a here's an adavik and I'm smelling. It ain't like that. But it, yeah, if you get wet, if you like. You know, it, I see. So if you close your eyes, you couldn't tell the difference between me and Zane or me and Zolo. But if you do close your eyes, you could tell the difference between me and someone who is not white or in the pool. Yeah. Waspy. In, in, the, <laughs> in pool, the pool. In the right. pool. Right. Wet white people yes. is what you say smells. It's wet. It's, it's wet. <laughs> That's the difference. Because then the mm. wet kind of carries all that dead skin that you ain't be like, you know, scrubbing off. And, and it, it has that smell that I've like never. You know, it, it, like the dead skins from when how, how you said you don't like scrub too hard. You just kind of do your fear. Yeah, what I have it? a trickle down. No, uh, I, I know what he's when it comes to showering. I, yeah. He's right, though. And I think it has to do like with the products people groups of people use. I don't even think it's an inherent intrinsic smell like hair totally, product totally. or whatever. Like if I'm not using a shower gel and neither is Nadav, we're going to smell like Irish spring or whatever the F it is that. Fuck yeah, Irish Spring. Right, that's what we're using. <laughs> it makes sense. Wow, this is a fucking fascinating. Um, yeah, we gotta I feel go. like this is way too much to even consider. Like, I I can't be learning new things at this age. I'm 33 years old at this point. No. Oh, wait. So here's a special door lock thing someone followed up with. They make these cool jam door jam levers that allow you to keep the door cracked open and Julian won't be able to open the door. They're called door monkeys. And you can buy them on Amazon. Oh, that's a good one for anybody that's having problems with their young, young baby getting up and running around the house in the night. It's, that's the problem we were having with Julian. It was horrible. Um, another idea for Juju in the movie Red Dragon, they keep Hannibal, the cannibal, on a leash attached to the ceiling on a rail, allowing movement, but in a limited capacity. This way he feels free, but is in fact properly restrained as all toddlers should be tried out. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. Oh, okay, so this next person is writing about body wash as well, about the shower gel situation. Are you telling me you've never heard of body wash? That's right. I fucking never have until now. 
Yeah, the, the body wash. And I forget, there was something else Man. that I think you were talking about the washcloth. Oh, I don't and do that. I, I don't you do don't that. Do, okay, so that's so disgusting. that's the only thing. You don't have to, but that is like a way to exfoliate. And that's really, you know, that'd be the only reason why I'd recommend it. But you don't like have to use it. You know? I'm not very crummy, as you say, ashy. I don't have uh, much. A- not... Ashy's what we are because we use too much shit. Black, black people always use way too much product and scrub too hard. So then you're ashy as shit once you get out. Uh, mm. But no, mm. like uh, y- y- you, or crusty, fl- flaky, crusty, flaky. That's that's the right word. And no, nah, yeah, I, I don't think I've never seen that on you guys. Yeah, yeah, to be we're fair, not I've never seen you in the pool. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all got to go to Barton Creek. You all got to swim with the hippie. Did you guys go see the hippie chick swimming in the creek? No, and it was really fun titties? how you sold it to us. Like, hey, go see some hippie titties over by the springs. <laughs> hey, if you don't pay, you can see those those kind of sketchy ones. You pay one dollar, you pay, you see a little nicer one. Yeah. You know? yeah. So for those of you who don't know, in Austin, there's um, Barton Springs, and it's right next to Zilker Park. It's in Zilker Park, and so there's two sides. There's a side that you can pay a few bucks, and then you you know it's like kids and families and like nice. And then if you don't pay. There is a side that's full of people and their dogs and naked hippie chicks. And when I went, I just saw like rando hippie chicks with full bushes and their armpits. And you're just like, whoa, these people are naked and it's freezing cold water, but it's very fascinating. Um, super fun. So I'm, I'm really disappointed in you guys that you didn't check out naked hippie chicks. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah. No, yeah, sorry. We were just we were doing so much. We were eating back to back barbecue. We were checking out places <laughs> to possibly live. It's you know, there was a whole bunch of shit we were doing over there. I know. We would have left to see some extra titties while we were there, but I guess we'll uh, just have to wait until next time. I can't wait. I'm so happy. Yeah, so much time to see those titties. It's okay. <laughs> so much time to see them titties. We'll get back there. Here we got uh we got some more uh follow up voicemails, Gene. Sweet, let's go. Hi Gene, this is Amanda. I'm calling from Georgia. I am a mother of four. I have a three-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. So my life is insane. I recently saw your podcast about your son climbing over the baby gate, and I wanted to give you some advice because I have a lot of boys as well. Um, Put some balloons on the top of the baby gate, and they will stop climbing over it. It also works for dogs. Um, I heard it from my trainer uh, for our dogs, and it worked for our children. So instead of a shock collar, maybe just try some balloons and see if that works. All right, keep it high and tight. Mm, bye. Bro. Balloon. Sorry, so does she mean like tying them to the top of the rail so that he can't climb? This is exactly, remember when I pitched you on barbed wire? Yeah, yeah. This yes. is just baby barbed wire. Yeah, balloons non-violent. On the because t- they it just looks like wall to them, and they don't realize yeah. they could just move it aside. That's kind of genius. Off. But I wonder if the kid will figure out that he can rip the balloon off. You know, yeah, a lot of them I, are. I feel like your kid's gonna be smart enough. You know, yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah, because they rip shit. Yeah, fools. <laughs> they rip shit off. So, so are you still doing the the double stacked baby gate? Thing? But I'm telling you, it's it's worked as a deterrent. Much like in the Soviet uh, Cold War, just the threat of the, I, I literally go, I'm going to put you in there. I'm going to lock it. And then I jiggle the gate and then he runs away and then he doesn't even fuck with it. But I any I did love your idea of being the hall monitor. Oh, my God. That would, there. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing if you let me do that. Yeah. Wow, I love that. It. It's the best. God, well, my so my new favorite trick 
is because now they sleep, they sleep with each other in the same room, which is adorable, but then they fuck around for so long. They fuck around, they fuck around, they play, they play, they get out of bed, they fuck around. So there's a, a speaker on the monitor that you push it and then you can talk at them. So I'll be like, I'll just wait for the right moment when I see Ellis just getting up and his legs dangling over. Get back in bed, get back in bed. And they go, ah! and they freak out. Stop it, mommy. And he started watching that movie, um, Pixels. It's an Adam Sandler movie that came out. It's about Pac-Man because he's obsessed. And I oh, guess yeah. there's, there's a line in there that says, shut up, you cracker. And so now he calls me a cracker. <laughs> he doesn't That's know. That's all what sorts means. of fun. Yeah, he's like, stop it, you cracker. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do I explain to him what cracker means? Is it, it's not even that bad of a word. Yeah, it's like, he didn't call okay, the cracker. Let me teach you about racism. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to teach him just yet. <laughs> let hey me guys. teach you where cracker came from. <laughs> nah. I feel like you can't get in trouble for calling somebody a cracker. That's not, you're not going to get in trouble at school, right? Well, I mean, I don't think your kid will. Maybe so. you will. They'll be uh, like, why the fuck is shit. this kid saying cracker in a way that's kind of the way it's supposed to be used? <laughs> blame, blame Adam Sandler. It's in his movie. PG. PG. Anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. He's calling me a cracker in the well, moment. That's good stuff, G. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. What else happened? Uh, I had one other update. I can't remember now. It was Julian's third birthday, which was exciting. Um, that was good. That's it. That's it. Um, do we have Scott on or should we call him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, let's stop down and try and get him in. Oh, my mommies. I'm so excited. Um, I have on the Zoom from L.A. Scott, big cat, Faf. Thank you so much. What's up, homie? How you doing? Good. Thanks I thought- for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you. And I thought for sure that your house would be like full of skateboarding ramps. So <laughs> no, I got out of the skate house years ago. I've definitely put my time in, in those type of places. Oh, I know it. Hold on. My children are interrupting. Hey, what nice. are you doing? My son just came in to pee in my toilet. That's it. It <laughs> is so disrespectful. Why my toilet? We have a few more. Hi. Hold on, wait until he's done peeing. See, this is the house I live in. This is why I love dude stuff, because I'm nothing but dicks all day. <laughs> I love dude energy. Man, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> all dudes all day, bro. That's a house of dicks. I love you. Can you close the door, please? <laughs> I love that there's no hesitation to say that within earshot of your child. Oh, they hear away. <laughs> Was that bad? Yeah, that's the problem with having two comedians as parents. I've no yeah, problem. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Okay, where were we? Okay, Scott Faf. Am I saying your last name correctly? Uh, it's Paf. Paf. Yeah. What is that? Is it German? Yeah, it's super German. Okay, good. So, but your your name is Big Cat. It is. That's How did you get this name? Um. So when I was like younger and trying to make a, a run at becoming a pro skateboarder, I have a cousin who's a pro skateboarder and he would always try to like suggest that I do this or that to like set myself apart. And it was always, but it was always like absurd shit. Like, oh, you should wear like big pink polo shirts and camo shorts when you see, I'm like, no, like, 
And then it, for a while, it was like, I can't remember what the other one, like he was trying to get me to change my name. And then, cause obviously having a fucking five letter last name with three F's is stupid. Um, but then one that he suggested was like, oh, you should just grow your hair out real long and like get a lion tattooed on this arm and a tiger tattooed on this arm and just only yeah. go by big cat. And I was like, yeah, no, like, <laughs> cause I'm just, I'm not like the, the like flamboyant guy. Like I'm a little more like reserved, but he That's just from then on just continued to call me big cat. So there we <laughs> well, are. It's a pretty, it's a dope ass name. And I respect yeah, not, the big cat. I'm not, yeah, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at the nickname. I don't know if I could have done the whole persona to go along with it, but the nickname I'm good with. Yeah, it, it's a lot to commit to a persona. Um, I remember people telling me to do that in comedy very early, uh, but the warning was always like, hey, be careful what you commit to because then you have to do it forever and ever. For instance, if you're Larry the Cable Guy, guess what? You're going to show up on The Tonight Show wearing a sleeveless fucking you know, flannel shirt and the trucker hat. You got to walk the red carpet no. looking uh, like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's like, it's one thing to do that if it's like an extension of, you know, like an extended emphasized version of like what your personality already is. But like to just have it be something that I knew was like, that's just, I'm not that guy at all. So like, I don't want to have to fake it for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's so, yeah, you're definitely more, of a, of a subdued person. Definitely. So, um, we, we started chatting because I posted my, uh, scoot scoot stuff. Uh, you're yeah. a fan of your mom's house yeah. and you so kindly sent me a picture of you and your scoot scoot. I definitely did time on a scoot scoot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, it's so stupid. So, for those of you who don't know, big cat, is a professional he's like a skateboarder right i mean did you compete i don't know like everything i just know what cool videos are um yeah i was never pro but like i was sponsored and what have you and like i did some contest stuff and videos and have been in like a handful of magazines and stuff like that but so i it was cool. never technically a pro skateboarder yeah but still that's uh that's a lot of shit to do so so what let's, I have so many questions for you. So number one, how did you end up on those scoot scoots? Those are two different scoot scoot incidents, incident size. Well, yeah. So they were all the result of one, one injury. And it was like when we first started doing fantasy factory, the, the MTV show I was on for a bit, we had like a jump ramp into a foam pit in the warehouse. Like if uh, if somebody hasn't watched the show like we had like a whole warehouse full of like zip lines and go-karts and skate parks and then upstairs we had offices to like do business related things in so we had a jump ramp into a foam pit and when we were trying to like really go fast we would grab onto the back of a dirt bike and just <laughs> hold on so you could like really go <laughs> so and completely stupid <laughs> and <laughs> i'm getting towed in and I, I generally ride, I keep my skateboard like real loose. So it turns real easy, which is great until you're trying to go 35 miles an hour at a jump ramp. And I lost control right before the ramp and like slammed into the side of it and knocked myself out. And then I fell unconscious off the side of the ramp and didn't catch myself because I was out cold and broke a, broke a vertebrae. Vertebrae. And how does yeah. that heal? Fortunately, mine. It, it was my C set. It's like right at kind of where your neck meets your shoulders. 
and it broke, but it didn't, it didn't shift around, which is where you really get in trouble. So fortunately I just, I had to wear that, that stupid C collar that you, that's in the photo we just put up. I just had to wear that for like four months. And then I was, four I was like, okay. Oh, it was a four fucking, months. Oh, it was a nightmare. And then of course, like we're doing the show and they're trying to keep like timelines going, but we filmed everything out of order. So the go-to was just always like, oh yeah, put the, put the brace on, put the brace on. So I ended up wearing that thing for like a fucking year. <laughs> and it just smelled gross. Like a fu- like you can't uh, wash it. Like it was disgusting. Uh, I'm telling you, like, I just, I've only done six months in my scoot scoot. I'm sorry, six weeks. I just got out of my scoot scoot and out of the big boot. And now I'm mm-hmm. on to like the ski boot. And, yep. but I can actually walk now. And I'm telling you, there isn't, I mean, you know, there's no greater feeling than being liberated from whatever fucking mechanism they put you in after you have like an injury or surgery. Oh yeah. I feel like, like I have a new lease on life. No, a hundred percent. Like, and I'm, I don't know if you ever get the like urge to crack your neck. It's like, I had that oh. for fucking six months and just couldn't, <laughs> like, I'm just like, all, all I wanted to do is just like, and I just couldn't do it. Like it was a nightmare. So when I finally could, and I got the all clear, I was just like, crunching and cracking every which way like thank god ah so i mean i i mean people that have listened to me on this show and in your mom's house they just they know i love skateboarders i i love skaters maybe because i grew up in southern california and it's such the culture in socal um yeah totally right i mean you're from ohio originally but you moved to la when you were 19 yeah to start skating yeah just like thinking like, all right, if I want to like really take a run at being a pro skateboarder, like this is kind of where I got to be. And I, I came to LA to, uh, to visit my cousin on like a winter break from college or something. And I was just like, yep, I'm out, I'm not going back. Like call my parents, like, Hey, I'm, I'm quitting school and I'm, I'm going to come home for like two weeks and then I'm driving back to LA. And I'm gonna live there. Oh, I love and they've, it. I've, they of course got the like, you know, I got the whole like, Oh, this is a big mistake. You should finish college, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but they like, they eventually, like, once they realized like how happy I was here, like they, they were super supportive. Yes. I mean, I, I'm a huge advocate for college and formal education, but only for kids who don't know what they want to be in life. I think somebody like you, who you had a real clear talent and you had connections, you had a way into this world, like it, it would make sense for you to leave college is a really smart decision, you know, especially in skateboarding. I imagine you have a pretty narrow window to like really go for it. Right. Physically, you have to be pretty young. I mean, you've got it's Tony Hawk. Even is he still skating? Yeah. What's funny is he's kind of doing this thing where like because he's I don't know, he's like fucking 55 or something. Yeah. And he's kind of, he's done this thing where he's like, oh, okay, I'm doing this trick for the last time ever. Like, oh, that's cool. You know, like we're normally kind of coming up in skating, like you film, like, oh, this is the first time I've ever done this. Like, he's just kind of like, nah, this is, this is, this is it. And then I'm out. Like, he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. He's always retiring. (laughs) Like, this is my retirement, my 360 or whatever the fuck. What did he do? The, the big one. Oh, he did like a, a 900 back in the day. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, it's my last time I'm 55. He's going to break yeah. all this shit. He can't. It's fun. Like it's, that was such a big deal at the time, but now it's like literally 12 year olds do that shit. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like, like it's, it's, it's the progression of skateboarding like that is so crazy. 
it's crazy. But, but, but like you said, it's not because when I, every time I watch you guys, it's like, yeah, but who's that first guy who does the, the fucking the 180. And then the next guy is like, no, I'm going to do the 360. And then the next guy is like, nah, this is the fucking million twist. This guy's going to do this move. Like, yeah. First of all, well, so so like it's just, it's lunacy that you guys even choose to to break your neck and then go back to it. Like you did you skate after you broke your neck? Yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I was itching to again. It was like it was, tor- it was torture waiting six months to like not skate, especially at like I think I was. 26, 25 ish when that happened. And like so skateboarding was all I did, all I knew, like. So to not be able to do it for six months, like, you know, I'm sure like with all the pandemic shit, like you guys not being able to do stand up is torturous. Oh, makes like, you want to go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the same thing with skating. Like anytime I got injured, like all you want to do is get back out of the skate again. So did you, so your, your cousin is Rob Deerdick for those of you who aren't familiar and he, Scott, you were on fantasy factory and I, you worked on ridiculousness too, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've done a couple episodes of ridiculousness and I used to find all the videos for them. Oh, okay, cool. So you're totally, yeah, you're totally. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, the... I'm tapped into like funny slam video, all that stuff. <laughs> love like... it, great. <laughs> um, yeah, so you love weird shit, like I love weird shit. But well, um, yours is a, a different brand of weird than mine. But yes, weird. Yeah, <laughs> I like to go hard, bro. I like it yeah. real fucking weird. Uh, but but this is why I'm so attracted to skaters too, because I think like you guys, like comedians, are crazy because we put ourselves at risk emotionally. I think the fear of public speaking scares most people like that's the number one fear. But skaters are we're like like cousins of crazy, you know, totally. because you you guys put it out there. But physically and like, what is that in our personalities? I wonder that makes us both do this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you yeah. think it is about you that compels you to be this fucking crazy? I mean, What's weird and is it's like in your I, family. It's in your family. No, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't I don't look at it as as much of a crazy like stunt as I sure it seems to people from the outside, because it's like for me to try that one trick that's a little scary once. I've done it a thousand times on something else that. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's such a like you work your way up so much and, you know, the same, the same as I'm sure as it is with stand up. It's like, in order to figure out a bit or a routine or or a joke, like you got to try it a thousand different ways to make it work. And it's the same thing with skateboarding. It's just you just you try it and you fuck up endlessly, and then you eventually figure out how to do it. And then it's like, okay, well now instead of taking a hundred tries to do it once, like it'll take fifty, then it'll take twenty five, and like then you get to where you can kind of do it all the time. And then you take it to like something big and scary. So the the stunt side of it, like I, I get it. Cause there is a level of like, you know, roll, like skating up to something big and you're like, fuck, okay. I gotta, I gotta really commit. Like there, there's, that does exist, but it's not as like evil Knievel as I think a lot of people think it is. But it looks that way. Like you're a street skater, right? Am I like Mm -hmm. knowing my, yeah. Yeah, So you guys will literally go on. Like you'll find an abandoned school. You guys will go to like a school at 2 a.m. and find mm-hmm. like fucking handrails or whatever and then go down sideways a rail. And you're like, you're fucking insane. Like, 
So, the, so when, first of all, how old are you? Like the first time you, how old are you when you started to skate? I was like thir- 12 or 13. Oh, that's the great age. That's when you're just looking for something to get into. Totally. And the chicks, the chicks love it, right? Were you just she, a chick magnet? They didn't back then in Ohio. What? It wasn't cool. It was like. What? Yeah, yeah. It just like, it, which is weird because I'm, I'm sure like you growing up in California, like it's always been like cool to be a skateboarder. Uh, the hottest, coolest guys were skaters. Okay, there was this kid, Nigel, who had like the flip hair, like where the bang was over one eye. Yep. And they all wore vans and they all just did tricks what, during fucking recess wait, or whatever. What was not? Do you, do you remember Nigel's last name? Well, I don't want to say it on here. He was British, but he's my age. I'm like oh, okay, 40. Because okay. there was like a Nigel that was like in from the valley, like really big in the skate scene. I just wondered if it was maybe him. Well, he's about my age. He might be because he was fucking really good. Yeah, maybe. Maybe from the valley. Eight when eight. But um, <laughs> but I remember because I skateboarded as a girl. Like, yeah, whatever. I didn't do tricks or shit. But I was like, God, I kind of I wish I could have. And I think back then the culture was it was all boys that did it. I didn't even see another girl on a skateboard. In fact, when I did skate, I did it very privately, like in my neighborhood. And I'd be so embarrassed if a guy saw me doing it because I yeah. just loved it. Um, so it's, you started 12 and it's not cool in Ohio, which is fucking no. crazy. So did your mom like did your mom just completely hate it? Did she even know what you were doing? She, she didn't like they didn't hate it, but like they definitely didn't understand. Like I would get the like, why can't you just ride it down the street? Like, why do you have to try and like do tricks and stuff? Can't you just mm-hmm. ride and like? be safe and, and you're kind of you know when you're 12 you're like that's not what it's about like you're trying to do what you've seen in skate videos and skate magazines and like you're not really on it to ride it you're on it to like to learn the craft of what it is yes and I think that's the similarity between stand-up and skating is that you you find you get obsessive where you're like nope I'm gonna find the right way I'm gonna fucking do this it's that discipline yeah. and that psychotic Like, I'm going to find the wording. I'm going to find the way I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to grind. And I don't give a fuck if my body gets ruined. If I don't care if like by any means necessary, dude, I'm going to figure this out. Like you have to be a little psycho, a little obsessive. Totally. Right. Skateboarders. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I would, I would sit in my driveway and just try the same trick over and over and over and over and over again for like, I've had tricks take me years to figure out to do it one time. And it's where it's different from comedy is like, once you find the path that like is the way to tell that joke, you got it. You're you know locked, what I mean? And, yeah. you, and, but skateboarding, it's like, you could try 10,000 times to do it one time. And then before you land another one, it'll be like another 2000 tries. Like it's not, it's not a, like, once you learn it, you got it thing. Oh, so you still have to kind of trial and error. Totally. Like you still have to just kind of work it out because it's not, it's not an exact science. And like, there, don't get me wrong. There are people that are crazy consistent, can do really hard tricks almost every try, but it's, it took them a lot of, a lot, a lot of effort to get there. So that must be like, you know, when I see these um, documentaries on like the Tony Hawks, I love Lizzie Armanto. I love watching her. She <laughs> um, rips. She's crazy. Great. She's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching her. I love her. I was trying to get her on this show too, but she was touring. But anyway, um, so I guess it's that that ability to to be able to do that, you know, in a competition. I can't even imagine the stress of it. You know, you're like, oh, to recreate that trick 
you just have that one fucking shot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The stress. So like, so now I, part of what I do is I, I judge pro skateboard contests. Oh, cool. And seeing the shit that those dudes are able to do and the girls too, like is mind boggling. Like, especially when there's like 20,000 people watching you, there's like a hundred grand on the line. Like if you make this, you get a hundred G's, you miss, you get five. Like Ugh. it's crazy. Yeah. The scale is crazy, but much like in comedy too, like it's feast or famine, you know, you're either like top of the food chain or you're nothing. Right. Totally. And it's like, yeah. the other part of it is like, like contests are weird, right? Cause skateboarding is kind of inherently counterculture. Yes. So boxing it into a contest, there's people that have a lot of like mixed feelings about that. Like some of the, yeah. some of the greatest skateboarders on earth will never set foot on a contest in a contest setting which i'm sure that like, i'm sure there's like i'm sure i'm sure that exists within comedy too that like oh yeah you know, there, there's like the dude from boston that nobody's ever heard of but he just kills <laughs> and he just doesn't want to deal with like hollywood or like actually trying to like turn it into something huge well yes because look that was called last comic standing you remember that show like mm -hmm. they're there was a huge divide in our our community like oh if you do that show you're a fucking sellout you suck and you're like well yes but you'll get exposure you can tour you can make money i think there's yeah. always a there's like a business side to every art and either you're into that or you're not you know you can go pure yeah. artist and you can fucking starve your whole life or you can figure out the business side of it and try to try to do something with it you yeah know? totally um, and i've always kind of looked at it as like like even if you're not into like what contests are or like you know the tony hawks pro skater games a lot of people were like fuck that shit like it exposes other people to skateboarding that would otherwise not see it and it it will yeah. start more people skateboard which is i i think that's always a good thing of course and what you were saying about the counterculture aspect i would say this is like one of the last i mean i, I don't know i don't know what's out there anymore but it always has been a wonderful counterculture movement you know like just a bunch of kids in a park trying tricks and and also like i i got to go to the premiere of um all this mayhem that documentary on the pappas brothers and i got mm -hmm. to see like all these skaters on a panel talking and I, what i love about skateboarders is they they just there's like no filter the way they talk like they're kind of yeah. like comics where you guys are like that's fucked up bro this fucking rips or this fucking side and i was like yes yeah. this is this is a similar <laughs> tribe because comics have no filter there's something about us like I, maybe it's because we're like street people in a sense like stand up is very it's you have to be able to be like in in of the people you know what i mean like you cannot be yeah. highfalutin i can't go down and fucking do a dive bar in Detroit in a theater in New York, you have to talk to everybody, you know, there's something very like real about it. Yeah. And it's just with skateboarding, it's just inherently like raw. Like there, there's not a lot of other situations where it would be anywhere near acceptable to have like a public fucking freak out, meltdown, break your board and throw it in the fucking bushes. Like you can't do that in a lot of other things in life. So I think it just inherently like it, it lowers your your filter or your like professionalism <laughs> by just the nature of it. 
<laughs> yeah, you have to watch this documentary if you guys are interested called All This Mayhem about the Pappas Brothers and their crazy, crazy story in skateboarding. But every yeah. every border that's that's interviewed, they're so funny and you guys are so funny. And I've always loved I mean, I started watching um, Robin Big. It's how I became familiar with all you guys and your whole clan. There's yeah. something so fun about you. It's it's just like it's just such a way out of society, you know, like out of having to be well behaved. It's so fun. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, like like you said, with comedy, it's it's almost encouraged to be <laughs> more just like raw and open and just who you are. Yeah, I fucking love that. So back to the trick thing. Okay. So what you're saying is, let's say little baby Scott skateboarder. You just started in a straight line. You just fucking you skated back and forth on the driveway, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I had like a, a shitty old skateboard, like not that you get from like Toys R Us, right? And I had one of those when I was like eight or nine, but it was kind of just like, oh, you just kind of push around the driveway and it was something you did for like a week and then wouldn't touch it for six months. Where I like really started skating was I was in eighth grade and I, I would, was starting high school in eighth grade and there was an older kid who really skated and I always knew like, oh, I have this cousin who's a pro skateboarder or whatever, but like this dude, I just like super looked up to and he skated and like, so he would teach, he like taught me like how to Ollie and like the basic tricks in the parking oh, lot after Ollie. fucking marching band practice. Like we would just <laughs> go skate in the parking lot. And that's it. It took that one kid to be like, here's how you Ollie. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit, this is awesome. Now, yeah. was he a bad boy? Did he smoke cigarettes? Did he to did he smoke yeah. pot? Yeah, totally. that's why they're totally. the fucking coolest skateboarders are the coolest, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I secretly want my sons to be skaters. And then I don't because I'm like, mm, I know what you guys do in the park. I know what you do. <laughs> the Redland Skate Park, pussy. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Oh man. But then I like that attitude because I think it's good for dudes to be a little fucking reckless to put a brick in the other guy's windshield. You wanna you wanna breed a little yeah, to like, you motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and to, like to learn a little bit of like questioning authority and like that people are gonna treat you differently based on like your appearance and what have you. Like it, it, it teaches you how to deal with that in good ways and bad. You know, like I've obviously had tons of encounters with police and security guards and all that shit. And like, <laughs> it just makes you, it kind of breaks. Sorry, we had some audio issues, but we're back. So well, I want to walk, walk me through the first time you do like, what's your, what's the craziest trick you've ever landed? Um, probably a trick at a school in San Pedro it, like just like you were saying, like we literally drove down there at two in the morning with generators and lights and, and whatever. And it was like a set of like five stairs, then a flat space, then five more stairs. And I did a trick down that that no one had ever done there before. And that's that's kind of how you go for it and make a name for yourself in skateboarding. So have you been practicing for that? This is what I'm always saying. So you've been practicing this move for a while so like going down there that night you kind of knew what you were gonna do or is this the first time you you've done it so Planned. i knew what i wanted to do and it's it's a trick that i've done a bunch it's one of those that like it, that was literally one that took me a year to learn even to just do it on the flat ground and then i just kind of worked my way up and like i knew i wanted to go there and try that 
but I'd never been there before. So you never really know what you're getting into. And I said, so I just kind of went and like started like whipping a few at it. And literally I was kind of getting to the point of like, okay, I've been doing this for like an hour, like, and it's not, it's not working. Like maybe I got to come back, maybe I, whatever. And I was like, okay, five more tries. And then we're out of here. And on try number, like three out of five, I, it just worked. And then what's that feeling like when you fucking, when you get it? It's the craziest, like euphoric feeling ever. Like I remember like the first time I ever did anything down, like even a little handrail, you just, it's like, it's like a drug high, honestly. Just that satisfaction of like one, like, yes, I finally did this. And then a lot of times it's like, thank fucking God, I don't have to try this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and that it's on video. Cause that's yeah, a exactly. huge yeah. part of skateboarding culture is that you guys have to go find these spaces where like you said, there's a lot of cops, security guards, get around that light yep. the damn thing in the middle of the night and then have your friends video it. And then now that trick is caught on tape and you can be like, yo, I'm this bad motherfucker that did this. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. That's how you, that's how you like contests are cool and contests, you know, can be a thing, but like really, like I said, like the way you make a name for yourself in skateboarding is out in the streets, finding tricks at, at places that nobody's done. And like you, you assemble like a video part that might take you a few years to put together that will only be two minutes long. It's wild. And back in the day, there used to just be um, VHS tapes that would circulate of guys doing crazy tricks, yeah. right? Like fucking yeah. Bones Brigade tapes or whatever. Yeah. And so did you get these tapes and like watch them and study them? Oh, totally. Like you, you wait for those things to come out, which certainly back then, now there's so much skate content everywhere with like Instagram and YouTube and like, but back then that was like waiting for like Pink Floyd's new album to come out. It was like, oh, <laughs> shit, like Bones Brigade's got a new one or like, you know, the, the, the DC videos coming out and like it, it comes out in six months and you just sit on pins and needles for six months. And that was like, that was the same way that people look forward to albums. Like we look forward to that. Yeah. And what's wild um, back to the, the Pappas brothers documentary, like they're from Australia. And one of the, those brothers, they're just like, fuck it. I'm going to come to America and I'm going to be a skater and literally just gets a plane ticket to LA or no, was it was at San Diego yeah. and just shows up at a house full of skaters. And there's just a ramp and these kids like sleep under the ramp and he's like 16 yeah. and he shows up and he's like, guess what? I'm going to do a bunch of LSD and I'm just going to skate every day until I become the best. Yeah. Which is like skateboarding super inclusive in that way that like something like that is completely possible that you can you can meet some dudes at a skate park or whatever that you've never met before and like within by the end of the day you feel like they're your best friends yeah yeah that's true that's i guess that's another parallel in comedy is like it doesn't matter dude if you're what your color your shape your background no one gives a fuck like if you're gonna murder up there you're gonna get mad respect from everybody in the room it doesn't oh. even matter yeah. no one gives a shit yeah like most of the like Oh, this, you shouldn't skate or like, even with, even with, you know, girls and like, when I grew up skating, like there wasn't a lot of black kids that skated, yeah. but like skateboarders don't care. Skateboarders are like, yeah, let's go. Like, I feel like people get resistance from like outside of skateboarding. They're like, oh, that's not for girls or that's not for, you know, you or this or that. Like skateboarders are like, yeah, you can skate. Like, let's, let's go. Yeah. I mean, had I probably gone up to those boys who I would watch and been like, can you guys teach me how to do whatever trick? They'd be like, yeah, 
Sure. Like, but I was just too scared. I think because I had never seen a girl do it. I'm like, oh, obviously girls don't do it. But yeah, and it's, it's, now. that stuff's intimidating. Even for me, like when, even when you're like young and skating and like you go to like kind of a bigger skate park for the first time, you're like, oh, shit. And, like everybody's kind of whipping around and like it's definitely intimidating. Yeah, because you're such badasses. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Big Cat. And um, I'm looking forward to the board that you're going to send me. And I'm going to start skateboarding in Austin once my ankle heals. Deal. Oh, we have to play your videos. Can oh, I, I'm going to play two, two of his crazy um, injury videos. You guys are going to die. We'll go out watching you um, kill yourself. So <laughs> set up this rhino one. What the fuck is happening here? Uh, we just, it was, it was something we did for the show. And like, it was... <laughs> The, the joke was that I was going to make a viral video and like, this is just where we landed that like, oh, you should ride a rhino and that'll, that'll go viral. And somehow some dude in fucking Valencia had a rhino in his backyard and was like, yeah. <laughs> That's the best part of these shows. Like you guys understand when they make TV shows, it literally is. How do we find a rhino? I don't know. Some guy in Valencia has one. It, okay. It's some guy in Valencia. They're like, <laughs> You get shit with like a tiger, Valencia. Fucking rhinos, <laughs> Valencia. Fucking ostriches, Valencia. Like, right. apparently, if you just want to have like a <laughs> makeshift ghetto zoo, you just get a house in Valencia and a big gate. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. So they made you ride the rhino. Okay, let's watch this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Do it, dude. Do it. It's a rhino standoff. Do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. 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 Yeah, dude. thinking there well what's fucked is i had to do that like six times to get no i swear to god like fuckers because like he kind of did there like i would jump up on top of him and like he for a while just didn't care and they wanted to like okay he's got to like buck around and kick you off yeah so finally they're like okay like one more and i'm like fine so i don't think you can tell but like, i jumped on him and literally on the side away from camera i just like slapped him on the side like <laughs> get this shit over with like, and i was just like okay fine and then but the, the, why, what i was scared of like why i like kind of dove through the fences because the dude who had him was literally like yeah just be careful because like he might not even try to hurt you and he'll just lean up against the fence and like crush your legs and i'm like oh cool <laughs> yeah yet another injury that you need so yeah exactly so one scoot scoot video you had your vertebrae uh, so you're wearing the neck and then the neck guard. And then what's the other injury that puts you in scoot scoot? That was actually just the same, the same scoot scoot with new decorations because we put oh. the whole one and like, I like wrote it down the stairs and like wrote it down. Tape <laughs> and stuff like that. And I just kind of fucked it up. So they, they got me a new one. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so rad though. That's dope. Oh, it's so dope. Is that in LA? Yeah, it was downtown. in Seventh street downtown. Yeah, that's dope. That's such a dope. You had official scoot scoot. You got full motorized scoot scoot. Oh yeah, we went full full jazzy. <laughs> um, okay, so let's close on this video. This is your other injury. So what's oh is this when he's like fourteen? Are you fourteen here? Oh yeah, probably. 
Uh, we didn't show the original injury video yet. Oh, let's show that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That was like, don't remember any of this. Like, that was like a wake up in the hospital move. Seriously, what do you remember? What's the last thing you remember? I remember like holding on to the back of the dirt bike and it being like, okay, go. And then next thing I was like, I vaguely remember being in an ambulance and like kind of talking to people and shit, but like where I really like kind of came to was like in a hospital bed. Oh, God. And what's sketchy is like, so I didn't, I had no idea I hurt my neck. I just knew I hit my head and I had a neck brace on, but I didn't think a lot of it because I was just like, okay, like if you twist your ankle, they put you in a neck brace just out of kind of like caution. And the doctor, you know, they ran MRIs and CAT scans and all that. And the nurse comes in, he's like, yeah, you know, you just, you got a concussion. You can go home in like 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, great. So he takes the thing off, does the full like range of motion like go as far as you can every which way. And then I'm sitting there waiting and I hear through like the, the, you know, those ER rooms are all separated by like little curtains or whatever. I hear through the curtain, the doctor's just like, Hey, get him back in his brace. He has a fucking broken neck. And I just went, I just <gasps> thinking like, if I sneezed, I was going to be paralyzed. And it went from like, go home in 45 minutes to like go home in three days, just getting fucking, stuffed with Vicodins and fucking sitting wow. in a hotel, or a hotel, hospital bed. Fuck. So were you afraid you might get paralyzed? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know any better. Like, they're just like, you have a broken neck. And I just knew, like, okay, like, I don't, if you move, you can, you can be paralyzed. I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. So I just froze. They put the thing back on and, like, moved me into a room. And it was, like, hang out there for three days. Oh, and did you have surgery? No. They did like more x-rays and stuff just to make sure like the, the vertebrae wasn't going to like move around and mess anything up. And then they were like, no, you're good. You just got to chill. Isn't that crazy that some injuries are literally just, hey, don't move. If you yeah. chill, this heals up. You're like, that's it, dude. You're just going to send me home. Yeah. Like broken ribs. Same, same shit. They're like, just stand still. Yeah. Collarbone most of the time. Col- same deal. Like, yep. I was just at my um, surgeon for an appointment uh, to get my boot off. And he, and I go, yeah, I heard someone so got a broken collarbone. And they're like, that injury is nothing compared to yours. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you just lay still. And then that heals. Like you have to walk like this. I'm like, yeah. I guess, but to me, a collarbone sounds way worse for way worse for man. Cause I feel like that's one that like, no matter what you do, like it, like even just standing there and talking, like you can probably feel it wiggling around. Like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh, how do you sleep? How do you like sit up? I don't know. That would freak me out. Ugh. Okay, so wait, do we have another one, or is that it, Gene? Hold on, sorry. Yeah, we got the the one where, uh, as a fourteen year old, you're you're eating shit. <gasps> oh, yeah. Let's yeah, see, little my, baby. That was my first. That was my first good one. Oh, this is your first big that was my injury. First, like, good slam that like my parents were like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. How does your mom handle this? I would kill you. Okay, let's see this. Okay, so that one's my Welcome to Skate Park. This was all stuff that we made ourselves and we just like put it in the parking lot up the street. I love it. I love it. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Your little head bounced off the concrete. Yeah, yeah, yep. I full just like black side of my face for a couple weeks after that one. 
Fuck, did you lose teeth? No, fortunately, it, I took it all to like my eyebrow. <gasps> did you break your face? Not that I'm aware of. You just had bruising and that's it? Oh, oh I can't see it. I cannot see that. Has your mother seen this? Oh yeah. This, my dad was the one that was like, you know, freaked out. And then he like brings me this, like slowed down, like to just frame by frame for me to like watch. I'm like, okay, like, cool. Get your tiny little body. Oh, you're so 14. (laughs) Oh, dude, no, bro. No. No, put your hands down, fool. Okay, maybe because you put your hands down, you broke the fall. <laughs> Look at that little 14 year old skull bounce right off that concrete. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Fuck. Like, if you hadn't put your hands out to break it, I think you would have not survived. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't like fuck my wrists up on that one. Yeah. Oh, I have a stupid skateboarding question for you. Fire away. Why is it that the best, at least from what I've seen, the best skateboarders tend to be long and lean? For instance, you, Lizzie Armanto, Tony Hawk. And you think that that would be totally counterintuitive that being tall and skinny is the way to, to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess just from a, like, if you're, if you're lighter, it's easier to like, you know, take impact and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't know why that is. Cause you know how you've seen like bulldogs ride, ride skateboards and yeah. they can, cause they're short and squat yeah. and their center of gravity is like, right? Like they're of chunkers. So you're like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it would make sense that like short fat people maybe would make better. I, don't I mean, there, there are like short, like stocky skaters and like their style's always rad. Cause they just like, they're just like little meatballs. Like, fucking, yeah. like it's great. Like yeah, little meatballs, yeah. that's right. Meatball subs, yeah. meatball skates. That's what I'm thinking of. So maybe you have to refer to me, refer me to some good meatball skaters because I only see the, the tall skinnies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you some. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me, Big Cat. Um, no, I really appreciate it. All You're right. the best. Send me that skateboard, homie. I'm going to start shredding up Austin. Oh, done. it's coming. <laughs> All right. Well, um, stay safe, please. Are you skateboarding now? Yeah, I do. Not as much as I used to, just because, you know, being an adult gets in the way, but I definitely yeah. still. How long do skateboarders skate for generally? I mean, like I said, like Tony Hawks in his like mid fifties and he's still like going hard. That's what's up, homie. Go hard. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, don't fucking crack your head anymore. Best, and you don't break any more ankles. I'm done, bro. I'm done. All right. <laughs> Thank you, mommy. Bye, sweetie. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at?